Amen. Thank you, Landon. Good morning, everybody. Hey, how's it going? So good to see all of you again, uh, and grateful as we continue uh, this first week back in the new season and new semester in chapel, talking about the mission of chapel. And uh, today, I uh, have the privilege of hearing from one of your very own students here, a student who's been serving as our chapel assistant uh, this past uh, year, doing a fantastic job of that, Christina Mayankova. And she uh, is a senior um, uh, marketing and accounting major and uh, has uh, been integral and uh, in the areas of uh, leading clubs and revive uh, uh, prayer. And um, actually, I have to share just a brief story. This, this is so cool to, to see her, uh, the Lord bring her to where she is today. And I know, you know, similar story for each of you. And I've just been privileged to be able to get to be a part of it from the beginning of her time coming Northwestern. So Christina and then her family uh, and myself all went to the same church for a period of time. And I remember literally about five years ago, sitting in an early morning men's prayer meeting with her dad. And her dad bringing this request of saying, my daughter wants to go to Northwestern. I don't know how we're going to afford it. Would you please pray? And so we had a bunch of men gather around, lay hands on him, pray for him, pray for the family, pray for Christina. And then uh, about a couple months later, comes in uh, to that same prayer meeting and said, uh, the Lord made a way. He said the right things and scholarships and everything else. And uh, as one of the Acts 6 scholars, uh, and, uh, and so the Lord is let, providing a way for her to, to go to Northwestern. And so as that was my alma mater, I was super excited. Little did I know. Uh, that about three or four years after that time, I would be back here too. So um, it's really been a privilege to get to partner with her um, in the area of chapel. And so I'm um, really excited for what she's going to share. And as she shares her testimony, shares from God's word, um, uh, you guys are going to be blessed and encouraged as well. So would you please give a very warm uh, Northwestern welcome to Christina Mayankova. And uh, we want to pray over her and uh, pray for ourselves as we hear from the Lord through her today. So would you put a hand out over her and a hand up as we pray for ourselves as well. Father, we are so grateful that we are here together in your presence, that we are your chosen, beloved, adopted, redeemed, and delivered sons and daughters. And Father, thank you for bringing one of your daughters here. And thank you for Christina. We pray that you would fill her with your spirit. We pray that you would guard her heart, that you would guide her thoughts, that you would govern her words, and Lord, that you would grow our hearts in our love for you and our encounter and experience of your presence through her testimony this morning. We're grateful. We love you. We pray so in Jesus' mighty name. Everyone said? Amen. All right. Good morning, guys. Um, like Justin said, my name is Christina Mayankova. And as I was thinking about how I should start um, today's message, I like I was in bed last night, and I just wanted to say that I love you all, and I genuinely do. Um, every time I see um, a brother or sister of mine on campus, I I can't help but smile because just this opens up um, my view of a little bit of what heaven's going to be about. So I just want to say I love you to start this message. Um, like Justin said, I'm your chapel assistant, so any questions, let me know. I'd love to talk. Um, I am honored to be sharing a little bit about here, about what God is, has been doing in my life, and a little bit of um, the message that he's put in my heart to share with you this morning. But before I begin, I think it's very essential that I tell you a little bit about my story, of how ultimately I came to where I am today. Um, and so... A little bit about me, my life actually did not begin in the U.S. I was born in a small country in Eastern Europe called Bulgaria. 
maybe a few of you know where that's located. Um, but anyways, so in the small country of Bulgaria in the capital of Sofia. Um, I was born there and I lived there up until the age of nine. Um, and then the Lord did a mighty work in our family's lives as we were at, this, at the time, you know, just like saving up for a new refrigerator. But the Lord, little did we know that he would have us come to the U.S. instead. Um, you see my dad applied for a visa through the Diversity Immigrant Visa Program, um, which is essentially a lottery for immigrants who are um, from outside wanting to come into the U.S., um, just looking for a chance um, to, to start a better life, you know, to have more opportunities. And English is not my first language also, so that's, that's kind of different. Um, but anyways, out of eight million people, we were chosen. Um, I, when I first came to the U.S., I spoke no English. I felt very alone, I was very isolated, um, and it was a very difficult journey, the transition and the culture shock coming from a culture that's so different than the U.S. culture. Um, but that's part of my story, and I'm very thankful that um, the, God, the God that we serve did the absolutely impossible work in my life and in my family's lives um, to see um, where we are today. I'm just astonished. I'm just, I can't believe it. Um, but when we first came to the U.S., our Jesus became our Dr. Jesus, who healed us in times of sickness. He became our financial advisor when we didn't know how to handle the finances or we weren't sure about taxes. Um, we, he became our donor, our number one provision, um, and our number one supporter and encourager. And so it was just incredible to see um, God's power and God's just mighty love all throughout our journey. And that's what leads me to my life verse, a little bit about my, about my story, is Luke 137, where um, the word says, for nothing is impossible with God. And so I'm just very encouraged to let you know that my story and just encourage you if there if there's any impossibility that you're looking at into your life, know that everything is possible with God. Um, and I've seen that modeled in my life over and over again, and there's so much power in that. Um, so this is a little bit sneak peek about my life, just so you can get to know me. But um, the message here that I want to share is from 1 John 4, 16 through 18. So if you have your Bibles, would you please open your Bibles or your Bible apps? That would be amazing. For maybe some of you know, but this um, these verses have truly changed my life, and I truly believe that they can change your life, the way you view God and the way that you um, see God in the everyday life. And so, 1 John 4, 16 through 18, and it says this, And so we know and rely on the love of God and the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God, and God in them. This is how love is made complete among us, so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment. In this world, we're like Jesus. There's no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made in perfect love. And so it's actually crazy that we sing No Longer Slaves because it goes perfectly into the message. So praise God, like Holy Spirit just was mightily working in that way. But um, the reason why I wanna share these verses with you and the, the reason why God put it in my heart is I want this to be a time of vulnerability. Um, I think those of you who know me, know me as like the joyful, happy Christina, but there are also difficult times in my life that maybe I don't necessarily share. Um, and I think that as the body of Christ, it is important for us to be vulnerable with what's happening because I'm a human too. Like I sin, 
I disobey, I fall short, you know, but I'm here to encourage you um, that I'm, that God is so much bigger and his love is so much greater. But 2018, as Justin said, it was a tough year for him. 2018 was one of the toughest years for me. I wouldn't say that this past year was as tough as coming to the States, as that was a huge transition for me, but it was nearly as tough. Um, for I had never faced so much fear and anxiety in my life. Actually, I never knew what really true fear and anxiety were in, until I came to 2018 and encountered some of that. Um, it all began kind of with during like the month of May, like April, May time with like stomach pains. And I, from a person who never really gets sick, I was like, whoa, like what is happening? Like, I don't know how to deal with this. It is so crazy. Um, but I started getting these stomach pains over and over and over again. And like my the health services also said, like you're doing well, like don't worry. But I, I always had, had this like anxious thought, like I'm not feeling physical healing right away. I'm not seeing that immediate, like, okay, I'm well and everything is okay. Um, and that kind of made me question, kind of made me question the goodness of God. I'm like, God, I know you're good. I mean, I read about it in your word. I write it on the back of my Bible. I highlight all the verses. I pray. I do everything right that we see as the right in, the, in our Christian eyes. But yet, like, what is happening? I'm constantly under this fear that I may throw up or I may not get better or I may faint or all these things may happen. And this fear just paralyzed me. And maybe some of you have have gone through something like this, like a traumatic event where you've never encountered something before and all of a sudden, boom, and you're just not sure what to do, you're not sure where to go. Um, but this really left me in just a just traumatic state. And kind of what I, how I saw myself was that I was trying to walk and run the normal Christian life, but yet like something was holding me back. And it was like someone with like a string that would just like hold me back. And that was what the fear and anxiety that kept coming um, in my heart and throughout my whole body, I was just like left in, in this shock. Um, so, like I said, I would cry out to God and I would believe and I would, I would say, yes, God, I know it's in your word. I know you say you're good, but why? Why is this happening right now? And in this moment, God, I don't understand so many questions. So um, the enemy really did try to um, ask these questions of, is God really that good? Like, did you really receive healing? Like, does he really love you? Um, and so those questions would keep coming in and in my head. Um, and maybe some of you have, have encountered the same thing, where you're constantly asked these questions that are not questions from God, but questions from the enemy. And so my biggest fear at that moment was, I feared tomorrow. I had no idea when I would wake up, like, if I would be feeling nauseous, if I would be okay. Um, I had no idea, so I was still in that place of shock. And so I would call my dad every morning, and he's here in the crowd somewhere, praise God. Um, but I would call my dad, and I'd be like, Dad, I know I'm healed, I know we pray, and I know God's peace is here, but why am I still under this, like, unrest in my heart, um, specifically in my heart? And one time in specific, and maybe this is going to encourage you, I called my dad, and I said, Dad, I just need you to come over here and give me a hug, like, because my dad and I are best friends, and so uh, I was like, Dad, could just come here, I need to feel your presence, um, just that comfort, and you know what he said to me, he's like, Chrissy, which is my nickname in Bulgarian, Chrissy, Jesus is right there with you, hug Jesus, and I was like, right, that is what I needed, right, like, hug. I mean, I know, I know, come on, like, I know that Jesus is right there, come on. 
But that's when I realized that, yeah, I was kind of walking by what I saw instead of believe what God said, that he would be right there with me in the, time, in the good times and in the bad times. And so hug Jesus, guys. I, I did that, and it really helped me, actually, um, kind of visualize that Jesus is right there. Um, but during that time, a lot of tears were shed. And maybe, maybe you guys have gone through that, too. Just, and I just want to say, like, just because I wasn't necessarily showing that, yes, I am, um, I'm in this pain, doesn't mean, like, that I wasn't going through it. I'm the type of person, I don't like to show what's, like, truly sometimes happening, maybe only to some close friends, but I, I don't want to admit it either. So maybe some of you guys are in that way, too. And so I encourage you, when you're out on campus, like, see people, look them in the eyes, and take, a, like, take that time to give them a smile, like, ask them how they're doing, because um, you never know what people are going through, and because I experienced that myself. And so the enemy had really convinced me at that time that God didn't come to bring me full freedom or full healing. Um, the enemy said, like, yeah, it's normal to live like this. Like, I mean, you can live your Christian life, but I'm still going to pull you back. I'm still going to pull you back, and you're going to still hear tomorrow. And I was like, this is not okay. Like, I don't understand. Um, so I was constantly under this, like, unrest, and it was painful, and it was tiring as well. Um, and, I mean, I knew all the verses, and you guys probably could quote them too. I knew that we can cast our anxieties upon him. I knew we could trust the Lord with all our heart and not lean on our, our own understanding. I knew that he would never leave us or forsake us. I knew all these verses, but guys, they were all in my mind. I knew them all in my mind. I can quote them, I memorize them, I can quote the sermons, I can quote this, but I realized that this is all head knowledge. This is all head knowledge for me. And so I went to church one day and the pastor started talking about the love of God. And that's when something clicked. I was like, huh, have I been doubting the love of God? Let's see. And so this, this little song that I want us to sing today because it has proven so true to me um, in my everyday walk. I, I just want to sing it. I know it's kind of like vacation Bible school, but it goes a little bit like this. And you guys will have to follow along just so we remember this chapel. Like, no, no, you can sit down. <laughs> But hey, hey, Ventura, so it goes, Jesus loves me. Stop and think to God, how 
can you love someone like me? And my dad even reminded me, he's like, Christina, it's not, uh, we're not slaves to God. We are children of God. And what greater love is that? And so just rest in that, um, rest in that truth, especially in this new season of 2019. So going back to the message, it was, um, it was that going back again to 1 John 4, 16 through 18, where I read the verses that there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. And it was at that point that I realized that God did not want to punish me. It was not God's will for me to run the Christian walk and then be pulled back by fearing tomorrow. That was not God's will. And that's not God's will for us to live like that. He said, don't worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. He said, don't fear for I'm with you so many times. Um, and John 8.32 says, Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And we know the truth. For the truth is this, that God is good. God is love. For there's no fear in love. And may that rest within your heart. Every time you start to fear or be anxious, go back to these verses and remind yourself of who God is and how much he loves you. And then 1 John 3, 1 says, See what great love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. Notice it says children, not slaves or servants. It says children. And wow, what an identity shift that could that is for us. Um, and that is what we are. The reason the world does not know us is that it did not know him. So if I'm his child and you are his child, what can separate us from the love of God? What can separate us? Absolutely nothing. We read that in Romans 8. Nothing can separate us from the love of God. Absolutely nothing. I also want to make a point that how I've noticed the enemy works um, through my journey of this like crazy anxiety and fear over 2018 was that he's the father of lies and he's going to convince you that you're not loved. He's going to convince you that you're not loved or you're not accepted or that you're a child of God. So what? So what? The enemy's goal is also to strip away your identity as a child of God. That is his main thing. Because if you start to doubt that, well, I'm a child of God, but, but I mean, what? Like, I mean, yeah, whatever. Like, what does that even mean? But to actually fathom, I had to stop myself, guys, and I had to think, like, God, you are the God who created this whole universe. You are the God that breathed life into me. You're the God who brought me to the States. You're the God that I get to be in an amazing community where I get to see Jesus like every single day. Wow, that is the God. What an amazing God we have. Just to sit and realize that we're his children is, I just can't comprehend it at times. And how also, I just want to point out how the enemy has worked in 2018 in my mind was that one thought led to another and led to another and led to another. Because often, like, I would be in my head so often. I was like, God, what is happening? From one thought, thought to another to another, I end up with a conclusion that is so different from the truth. And so that's what God reminded me in Romans 12, 2. You guys probably know this. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then you'll be able to attest and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And so it was at that moment that I realized, okay, Fear and anxiety, how did they start? 
they start in my mind. They start in my mind because I am like, okay, I, I create, I don't know about you guys, but I create these situations in my head of like, wow, the worst possible case scenarios that can happen. I'm like, wow, Christina. But it, it goes from one scenario to another, to another, to another, and I ultimately end up in a place that's so different than what God's will is. And so God gave me this image as well as I was praying over this of like screens over um, both of your ears of what you hear and also like what you see like in front of your eyes because what you're putting in yourself is going to manifest it's going to you're going to start talking you're going to start walking it you're going to start acting it um acting it out and that's going to ultimately affect your character then your habits and who you ultimately become it could lead, lead to life or death as well um and so it was at that time that the lord reminded me and just reminding you as well um just screen our thoughts of what's coming in who it's coming from and where is it going because that has truly changed the way I think. I, I think back of Philippians 4 where I have to test my thoughts of are they pleasing to God? Like are they honorable? Are they pure? Are they lovely? All these characteristics are there for a reason that we can test our thoughts and where they're coming from. Because, I mean, we get thoughts from all, all point of sources like all the time. But the question is what are we doing with these thoughts? Are we letting them get out of hand and out of control? How are we monitoring them for God's glory? And so I also want to say that while I have learned how to approach fear and anxiety when they try to come into my heart and in my life, um, I've not gotten rid of it forever. I mean, even like coming here, I mean, last night I was like, okay, how is this message going to go? There was some like anxiety in my heart as well in that. But at the same time, I have just the joy and the privilege to be surrounded in community, to sur be surrounded in God's word as well. Um, and that reminded me of who I was and whose I was. Um, because we are all still living in a broken world. Because, yes, um, in John 16, 33, it says, In this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And so, you see, Jesus said that we're going to go through trials, we're going to go through suffering, we're going to go through persecution. But he said that we don't have to fear. We don't have to fear about what tomorrow is going to bring. We don't have to fear because he is with us. He promised that he is going to be with us. For Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. So what a great message to know that although we go through these things, we, we experience fear, we experience anxiety, that's not God's will for us to sit and dwell into that. Um, he wants to, he says so many times, I specifically looked up the word fear, so many times God is like, fear not, don't fear, I'm with you, don't fear. And even I'm reminded of Peter like, and Jesus like walking upon the water. Jesus didn't, like when Peter was like, oh God, like I'm sinking, oh, he was like, he, he still reached out his hand. He said, I'm here, like don't worry, I'm, I'm grabbing onto you. Um, and so just even that image that whatever you're going through, Jesus is not going to just let you sink, because who are you? You're a child of God. That makes the biggest difference. Um, and so I just wanted to share what I do a little bit now that I have gone through 2018. And guys, because of my experiences in 2018, I'm able to sympathize and understand at now everyone who's kind of going through fear and anxiety. Um, because it's such a different, it's such a different stage. I have some time also just to share. Um, one time I was at home. 
like in bed. I could not sleep. It was like one of the worst nights ever. And all of a sudden, I started to feel like the weight of everything, like anxiety, even like thoughts of like depression, thoughts of fear. And I was just like left in like paralyzed. I was just paralyzed. And I, I actually like, not tangibly, but I can like hear like all the lies that are starting to whisper in my head. And I was isolated, like I was like in my bed, so there wasn't like any truth or like worship or anything spoken into me. But I was, I was standing there and I was like, wow, I doubt the love of God. I doubt the love of God that he has for me. And it was at that point that I realized that's it. If Satan can strip away your identity as a child of God and convince you that you are not loved, then he has a huge advantage. And that is not what we should be allowing the enemy to do because we are his sons and daughters. And so a little bit about what I do now is I wake up every morning and I declare who I am. I tell the enemy, I tell myself, I tell the atmosphere who I am as a child of God. No, I'm serious. I say, I'm not going to fear, I am not going to have anxiousness, anxious thoughts because he's with me. I quote scripture like 24-7 to remind myself because it takes a while to remind yourself sometimes. I, I, I have three pieces of paper like quoting who I am and the promises of God over my life. Because, guys, we forget. We hear this in church all the time. We hear the message. We come to chapel. But it's such a different story starting your day and setting the truth right in the morning. So I made a little um, kind of like device to remember what to do if you're starting to experience anxiety or fear. And they're the three P's or PQ's. I mean, I don't know. You can quote whatever you want. But the first, <laughs> the first one is play. So play worship music. Uh, if you want to write these down, if they're, if they're going to help you, feel free to do that. Um, play worship music. Whether you have an instrument and you start to sing and play worship music, whether you um, just want to play worship music on your Spotify list, whatever it is, start playing worship music if, if you're facing anxiety and fear and just set the atmosphere of God's truth and God's love and um, it, it's going to change everything. That's what I do. First time, okay, worship in the morning every single day, no matter what. And it's not like I fear or have anxious thoughts every single morning, but just set it right. Set the atmosphere. The second is pray. Also, I want to I let you guys know that God doesn't need eloquent prayers. He doesn't need, you know, 10, 10 min words per minute or 50 words per minute. He doesn't need you to sing them out loud. He doesn't care what language they're in. He doesn't. He looks at your heart because he loves you. And he's delighted to hear from you. And what a great, just privilege to know that. The third is partner in community. Partner in community is huge because, like, my friends here sitting, they, um, just come and encourage and pray over my life. Um, know that when you partner in community, there's power. For we, we know the promise of where two or three are gathered, there God is. He's right there with us. Like, God's holy presence is right there with us. Um, and so with the time I have left, I want to close our eyes at this moment. So let's all close our eyes at this moment. And I just want to invite anyone who, uh, who's experiencing fear or anxiety right now in their lives just to raise your hands. And no one's going to see you, even I'm not going to see you. I'm just going to close my eyes. Just like raise your hands. I trust that the Lord is fully doing a great work here in this place and his holy presence is right here. So I'm just like, yeah, just raise your hands. Yeah, God. I'm just going to pray over those hands raised. Um, and everyone not raised as well. But Jesus, I come before you, God, and I thank you. I thank you that you reminded me through the pain that I've gone through that, God, you are a good God. 
And God, you call me a child of God. And so right now, I thank you, God, for the hands raised. I thank you, God, that you remind them that they are your children, that they are beloved children, and that nothing can separate them from your love. Nothing, nor depths, nor heights, absolutely nothing, Jesus. I thank you for that reminder over their lives right now that they are your children, that God, they're not slaves or servants, but they're your children, and that is such a different term. That is who they are as their identity, Jesus. I thank you so much that, God, right now we have the authority to cast off any fear or anxious thoughts about what tomorrow is going to bring, what today is going to be, or what the past has been. And, God, that today is the day we receive freedom. Today is the day that we start renewing our mind and being filled with you, Holy Spirit, that you guide our every word. And that, God, I pray for over every single hand, as well as specific, that all the things that they're in their mind, God, the head knowledge that they have of God, your word, God, that that comes down to their heart and that they start believing and truly walking that out, God. And may they know that you are right there with them and you say, fear not for I am with you, for I will never leave you or forsake you. Jesus, I also pray for everyone here in this room right now. God, may we be, may we be the body of Christ the body of Christ that models love and the body of Christ that the world can see that we're different, for we're children of God. That is who we are. And may we walk that out confidently, not fearing what others are going to say, but speaking the truth in every single way, God. So Jesus, we just thank you so much for this message. We thank you that we receive your healing, we receive your freedom, and that we don't have to suffer alone. And that is not your will, because perfect love casts out fear. Because fear has to do with punishment, but you don't have to do with punishment, Jesus. You did not come to punish us, but to give us life and life abundant, Jesus. We thank you so much, Lord, and we glorify your great name. And in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Thank you, guys. You're dismissed.